Praise God, praise God, praise God. <clears throat> I was in the middle of recording that episode, I'm Still Holding On. And I apologize. You know, I was just so full and flowing, I forgot to place my phone on Do Not Disturb. And I had an incoming call, so it just automatically stops the recording. But I just had a few more things to just share about still holding on. You know, when we're still holding on, we come to a place in season and time that we start understanding the power of God in a whole different light. See, I have a saying that, you know, in this classroom of life, in this world, of course, there are students and teachers. Some of you all can quote this with me. And we all are students and teachers at some positions in our lives. But one thing about being in class, you will always be tested. And for every test that you pass, you begin to receive spiritual grades. And those spiritual grades are to move from glory to glory. You begin to recognize the most profound three Ps, your power, your praise, and your prayer. You begin to recognize how to notice the flesh and the spirit of people. The more you begin and continue to walk in the fruits of the spirit, the more God will begin to open the eyes of your, your gifts of the spirit. Oh, my God. And then you begin to see some things that so many times you may have been blinded for years and years and years and years. Thinking that you were loved and these people cared for you in spite of the fact that you know you was talked about and criticized. But see me, I'm going to tell you about me. I walked in a, in a lot of naiveness. Because no matter how I boldly spoke or what I did and didn't choose to do, one thing I knew from just being who I am, that at the end of the day, no matter what, even if I didn't reach out to somebody or I didn't reach over people to get to somebody, when people reached out to me, I've always carried that ride or die spirit. At the end of the day, I'm going to do whatever is in my power to do. If it's be on my phone and hold on to talk and talk to you or listen to you, even when I don't feel like it. If it may be give you $5 when I know that I don't have but $6. As long as I know that everything I need is, is already being met, it's okay. If I know that you're invited to something and you need something that I can help you with in any way. You know, I don't drive as much as I used to. But back in the days, if it was to just jump in my car and take you where you need to go. I would do that for people. If you needed to go to the store around the corner or to the airport in Atlanta. That's how I rode. Because I've always desired to be a blessing. And all blessings is not money. All blessings is not tangible things. Sometimes blessings is just to be supported in what you are doing that's right. Now let me add that. And i tell you why I add that. Because I never forget when I got ready to get married the second time. 
And I invited a cousin of mine, very dear, very dear cousin. And uh, she told me she wasn't coming. Now, that actually broke my heart. Because I supported her in everything that I could that she asked me and things she didn't ask me. But she had a belief that she did not believe in second marriages. And as I grew, that's why I say some things we have to leave people alone and let them grow. Because as I grew, I realized her belief, her spiritual belief is what she standed on. And God showed me that when you get offended because of somebody's belief, if it's not a bad thing, but it's a good thing. Oh, my God. He said, you out of order, Alfreda. He said, just because she didn't come to support you, but she didn't come because she was trying to find something else to do in place of coming. See, that's how we have to look at things. Now, if you invited somebody to something and they didn't come, but you heard they went to something else. Okay, I can see people feeling and they're getting in their feelings. But she didn't come and she didn't go anywhere else. She stood on her belief. And who am I? Oh, my God. To judge somebody on their belief as God instruct them. See, I'm not talking about her belief to just say, well, I don't believe that I should come to your wedding because I don't like somebody. See, that's not what it was about. It was about doing what God had led her to do. And so people, as we live and we breathe and we engage and we interact with people. See, now I understand her maturity in Christ. That when God leads you sometime to be still. It doesn't matter how what people invite you to and, and how many people coming. And it's not about the fact that you don't support them because you don't love them. Because I knew this person loved me. She prayed for me. And this was a very important day for me. But she didn't come. And it took me a while. Like I say, when I, when I make decisions about things, and if my, if my peace leaves me because I don't have a peace within about it. And I didn't have a peace within because she didn't come. That's when I have to take myself constantly before God. Because I don't want to leave him harboring and holding anything against anybody, especially because of, because of their free will choice. She had the free will choice. She was good and grown and growner than me. But God reminded me, she prayed for you. You owe her a servitude in the body of Christ. She prayed for you to cover you and your children. And how dare you be petty because she explained to you she wasn't coming. She could have misled you and said, oh, I'd be there. And you looked for her and she didn't show up. God said, I need you to grow up. About people who don't show up. So when God helped me in that area. Oh help me God. It taught me moving forward in my life. How many of you know that every invitation. People extend to you. 
you're not obligated to accept them, especially if it's something that that you don't agree with, especially. You know, I remember one time somebody invited me to a christening, and God wouldn't let me go. I had been to one, but I didn't go to the next one because God made me be still. And, and you know, I'm going to tell you how God will move sometimes. I got dressed to go. I got dressed to go. Because I wrestled with my flesh and obligation of who you think people are to you. So you be feeling obligated to go because you say, oh, this is my cousin, my sister, my brother, my, my daddy, my mama, my uncle, my auntie, my children, my friend. But God said, what's your purpose in going? This is a spiritual ritual. And it carries a grand and deep meaning that you shouldn't be playing with me. Why are you going? He said, I know why they're they're there and why they're having that. But why are you going? Because you have reached another level in your classroom. I said, well, God, you know, I thought I was just going for moral support. God said, no, that's what you did the first time. Now, the second time, with things like this, you have to see the flesh and the spirit. Some invitations is about show and tell. It's not about the commitment of the sacredness. Oh, I hope somebody got that. There are certain rituals that are sacred to God. And if you're not going to commit to what that sacredness that God requires you to do, then God told me, you know what, it's just for form and fashion. Then he made me think back at my own wedding. Well, my cousin didn't come. See, she knew. She knew that it wasn't no realness to be going up in no church trying to act like either one of us was ready to commit to any kind of vows. And it's the same way when we Christian our children, we're making vows. Okay, we, we may do it the first time because... We, we, we don't understand and we feel like we need the village to help us cover these children. But when you continue, and so you have to go according to the word of God. And that's what my cousin tried to get me to understand. In her walk with God, she had reached the level where she said, you know, God set her aside and told her the same thing about her own husband. She said, I wanted to marry I wanted to remarry. But she stood on her belief. And all I'm saying sometimes, when we're holding on to God, we stand on our beliefs with God or through his word. But sometimes people don't know how to embrace what you choose to believe. And you may deal with them and don't deal with them off and on throughout, but your door is always open and you feel their door should always be open because there will always be diversities among people. And it's one thing for certain, just like the Bible say, there will always be some things among us, no matter what we do. And one Bible say there will always be the poor among us. And one thing I say, there will always be people who are different. If you want to fall out with people because they are different than who you are, 
and always have some manner of evil to say against them. Well, you will stay in your clique. And since you got your clique, you want to stay in your clique? Then don't, don't get the scandalized people and telling lies and fan and flies because they don't conform to the way we may think they should. Oh, my God. I'm still holding on to God. Unchanging hand. Because people's hands change and they change hands. Sometimes they change hands and you think they don't even have the ones God gave them. They got some from somebody else. And sometimes now most people have three hands. The cell phone and the left and the right hand. Because their cell phone becomes more important than their natural hands. You won't see them without it anywhere. It's like they left a part of their body. And the part that will fall apart, if they don't have it with them, they get to a restaurant or a store, they may speed and run lights to get back home. Oh, I forgot. It's okay. I was talking to a friend of mine, and I'm going to let you go today. The other day, I said, but you know what? We lived through the times where there was no cell phone. So, we, you know, they don't understand the way we understand. See, some of these generation, especially what I call these new people, the little peoples, you know, I'm talking about one, two, three, four, five. They they live, born, and breathe cell phones in their hands as babies trying to reach for them. But there are some of us, oh, my God, when we reach the maturity of learning how to be resourceful and live among people without doing certain things and having certain things, we should be better disciplined in our spirits. And that's all I'm saying. You know, I go back to where I, my call, my, my episode dropped in recording when I was saying that when you I've been here almost six decades by the grace of God. And it's just certain things I don't have an appetite for and I don't feel bad about it. See, because for many, 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 many years, and as my grandmother used to say, you keep living. One thing you start learning is very, very critical in your walk with God more than anything and it's another p word yes power i gave you power praise and prayer but i'm gonna give you another p word that's powerful and that's peace oh my god it's nothing like that peace that surpasses all understanding. When you have peace within and peace without and peace all around you and everywhere you go, it's like the birds chipping, chirping and singing and you know that they're not even there. And that's when you get that song in your heart, you know, that make your day because you feel that harmonious peace in your spirit, my God. The Bible says, peace I leave unto you. Not as the world give it. See, that's why sometimes God will detach you. See, you're not mad with nobody. You're not hating on nobody. But as you grow and you keep passing the test of life. Oh, my God. 
God will start showing you that you don't, you know what? You don't need to follow a thousand people if it's going to break your peace. You may not need to follow your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your children, your auntie, your uncle, your cousin, or your friends if it's going to break your peace. And it's not because you're mad. It's not because you're upset. It's just that once you get that peace and you see how God has orchestrated your life for that peace to sup with you, you guard it like you do guards that guard your thoughts. You start thinking, oh, God, I love this piece. Mm. You don't want to hear anybody fuss, anybody argue, anybody debate, anybody just. And I used to do that stuff. I had to call my ex-husband a couple of weeks ago and tell him I came to another revelatory understanding. Because he used to make little jokes and say he feel like throwing his phone out of the window. Or he used to get get me off the phone when he didn't want to hear certain things. And now I, I understand that. I had to grow and know that some things just take it to God in prayer. Some things you don't have to keep bringing up and bringing out. If it's going to break peace, oh my God, that's what you're going to fall in your walk with God. I had to learn that anything that disturbs your peace. Will hinder your walk with God. And that's according to the word of God. The Bible said peace I leave unto you. The Bible says pursue peace. Anytime you pursue something. See, that's what we need to be chasing. We should stop. We need to. There are certain seasons and ages. Let me say ages in our lives. where we need to stop pursuing an explanation because of the pain of our past. Oh, my God. Woo! Thank you, Lord Jesus. I need to share that again. There are certain age limits. Age. We need to reach an age appropriate level. Well, there are some things in our past, that pain, we need to stop pursuing, oh my God, a validation for our life experiences. You want to be validated? Pursue peace through the word of God. You want to feel important? Pursue peace through the word of God. You want to feel whole? Shine your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Oh, my God. My God. My God. Peace I leave unto you. Not as the world. See, a lot of times we don't have peace because we too busy pursuing what the world looks like. And what the world act like. And what the world be like. And then we realize we can't keep no peace with nobody. It doesn't matter what happened in your past. You won't have peace with people you meet in your present. Oh, my God. Woo, I hope somebody heard that. You won't have peace with people you just met last year, five years ago. They wouldn't, they wouldn't, they didn't, they didn't damage you. They didn't scar you. I'm telling you from experience. If you don't pursue peace with God. 
And let God deliver you from your past pains. Everybody that come in your present or your future, you will break peace with them too, baby. Because you're not pursuing peace. You're pursuing your past pains and you're letting them consume your present life. Which hinders your peace for your future. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. And I know that's not an easy thing to do. But what made it become even easier for me when I chose. See, these things come by way of free will choice now. You must do your work. You must do your due diligence. God gives you strength and knowledge and power. And he can rain it down on you. But if you go stand under the bridge where you can't feel it. Oh my God. (laughs) It might not take effect in your life. We need a willing mind to pursue peace. And say you know what. Let me just start doing something. to, To stop this cycle of peace breaking. Especially people in families. How do you stop that cycle? You try to start putting God in the midst. You try to let people see and know you're trying to change for the better. And I know there's a time and season for everybody. But because people don't want to change with you and around you, don't let that stop you. That's why sometimes in certain seasons, you just have to disconnect. Not to say God won't grant you to reconnect. But if it breaks your peace, oh my God, that peace that will blow your mind. Because the Bible says it surpasses all understanding. (laughs) Anything that can surpass your understanding. Do you understand? It surpasses what your mind can perceive and understand. That's why I say, God, give me a peace that blow my mind. It doesn't surpass anything I can understand. It, it surpassed me understanding why I'm not sitting here crying. I don't have no money. I don't have this. I don't have that. Why am I not crying? Why am I not balled up in a corner depressed? Why am I not using this podcast to just low rate, downgrade? Why everybody that called me, I just choose not to engage in revisiting. My damage. Or having to always regurgitate my wounds. Sometimes you just wake up one day. You know and you grow past something. Or you wake up one day and you just know that's over with. You know I had a young man that tell me that. Sunday you know I inquired with this young man. You know how something that I know he incurred an injury some years ago. And I asked how they how have they been doing? And they said in the last, you know, because when I saw them, you know, I saw them and, and I thought about them and I began to pray. I saw them walking a little different. You know, when things pain your, your foot, you walk a little different. And they said to me, they said, you know what? I just woke up one day. Not long ago. Just woke up. And I, I haven't had any more pain. 
Some days you just wake up and you make up your mind and say, you know what? I am so sick of that. I'm, I am not going to engage myself in that. And in order sometimes to not engage, you have to completely disengage. Because there's some people, they just not ready to listen to God and grow to where they can go. And I can respect that. Because there were stagnated times and seasons in my life. I wasn't ready to grow where God needed me to go. But you know what? That didn't make me close my door. I still didn't fall out with people. I just sporadically engaged with them. I didn't try to leave on no bad note. I didn't try to get on a a, a sounding horn all over the world and, and share with everybody who have ears to hear. My pity party. Because I'm going to tell you what this is. And I'm going to let you go on this podcast. Sometimes people think that, you know, I got this strong exterior and demeanor. And, you know, and I don't have compassion to understand what people are going through. But I I, I got to share this because this this is me I'm talking about. And I, I, can, I know me, I feel like other than God, because I do just that much studying of myself. I am, other than God, I am the second greatest subject title that I study. I study my acts, my words, my deeds, and everything I say. And anything I do and say out of order, I take it to God. But I'm going to tell you something about that journey when people are always in your ear telling you negative stuff. And you never hear them say anything negative about themselves you have to be careful but then they got everything negative to say about their mama their sister their brother their boyfriend their girlfriend their daddy they everybody everybody that they encounter and engage with they have not much good to say and i tell you something about them spirits and then they always carrying a bone Those are people who have not identified who they are. I understand those spirits. They haven't identified who they are. And until people tap in to really let God show them themselves, they hide behind always tearing somebody else down. See, that's what builds them up. I'm telling you what I know. When you are hurt, when you're wounded, When you're scorned, you become critical, judgmental, and you find yourself always trying to drop a seed, you know, everywhere you, everybody you talk to about somebody. And now let me, let me, let me get this clarity. Sometimes you do it because you need to, you need to. You need to justify and call out some spirits that you know. Because, see, God will let you discern some things because he done did it to me. He said, uh-huh, well, see, you know, these people didn't even tell you. But go ahead and clarify. You already know what they heard. And you just want to set the record straight. You know, now, sometimes you need to set the record straight. Because you need to arm people with the truth. See, because everybody that went in their ear telling them stuff about me, you need to understand this person just don't like me. 
That's just the bottom line. And when people don't like you, they'll say negative things against you. And when they do that, God will let you know. And when you talk to people, he'll let you know. It'll show up in people's spirit. All of a sudden, you get along with people, and the next thing you know, they, 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 they don't even want to speak to you. And you be trying to figure out, what did I do? But see, right there, that, that's a meter, an indicator, a scale to weight and say, oh, okay. Because you know when your circle's small, you say, well, I, I've been getting along with these people for 25 years. All of a sudden, well, wonder why I didn't say anything. But see, God will reveal. You, you don't have but one, two people that all y'all connect together. Everybody else in the world in your circle, they don't know and you don't know in theirs. People don't just disconnect and stop treating you and embracing you because something didn't occur. Let's be real, people. Let's tell the truth and shame the devil. People don't just immediately, abruptly stop dealing with you and nothing has been said. And if you didn't say it, it had to come from somewhere. Believe it. But it's okay. That's what I'm here to encourage somebody today. You keep still holding on to God. Because you know the old people used to say it, and I didn't, I didn't really just 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 let it just ooh, just just saturate me like it do now. They used to say it, it was just simple. They used to say, well, baby, they talked about Jesus. And I used to say, okay, but you know, I still don't want people talking about me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but as I keep growing, as my grandmother would say, just keep living. When I read about the miracles that Jesus, he prayed for people and healed people, delivered people with issues for years. Oh, my God. I hope somebody get this. He didn't just just help somebody a little bit. He raised them from the dead. He healed them with issues of blood. For years, these people had conditions when the lame man had been sitting there for years. And every time somebody came by, when the pool and the water was low enough where he could try to get in there, they rushed in front of him. For years, this man sat there looking at a body of water that he trusted and believed could heal him. But he couldn't even get to the water in time. How many of you understand where I'm coming from? But yet Jesus, the Christ, when he was passing through one day, oh my God. He spoke a word. That's why I say sometimes some things can happen suddenly. He didn't even need to go to the pool when Jesus spoke to him. All these years, this man sat there, but Jesus came on the scene and he said, pick up your bed and walk. And that day, oh my God, that man life changed. Sometime in a day, God will wake you up and say, you know what? Stop coming to me crying about these people who you done seen. And I keep showing you over and over and over and over. And you keep hearing stuff over and over and over and over. All down through your years. People don't fell out with you. People want to fight. People want to go all because. And you can wake up one day and say, but God, but God, I keep trying. I'm going to keep the door opening. And God just suddenly one day he'll say, leave that alone.
Some days God will just suddenly say, pick up your bed. Walk on away from this situation. See, I hope y'all get this revelation. When the man sat there, you know how many people that probably passed him, he, they wouldn't even help him. I'm sure he asked them. Two or three people wouldn't help this man been sitting there. He didn't just come there the day that Jesus came on the scene. The man said he had been sitting there. But every time he wanted to get down there, the people got in front of him and he didn't make it. Just like the young man said, suddenly one day he woke up and his pain was not there. Some days suddenly for the sake of peace. And I'm bringing this podcast to a close today. Oh, God, I thank you for the sake of peace. Sometimes suddenly God will move. And when God moved for you like he did, that man and said, take up your cross, your bed. I'm saying, take up your bed and walk. Of course, people going to question you. Because as soon as he got to walking down there, people wanted to know, ooh, how you got to walk it? They didn't help it. Don't worry about it. But he told him, he said, it was a man <laughs> that told me to pick up my bed and walk. Oh, my God. Sometimes one person could come and share an anointed word with you that can change the very course of your life. That's why it's important. Don't don't get caught in picking and choosing who God can use to teach you. See, that's one spirit I didn't have. When I say picking and choosing, I don't mean not being applying wisdom. I'm talking about people who you know are giving you a true word from a place of sincerity. That's the truth. See, the truth going to always be the truth to itself. You can't change the truth. I'm talking about people who bring you the truth. Now, when I say God use somebody, see, don't, don't, don't misinterpret. Because if a person come to you lying, manipulating, deceiving, and cheating, God is not using them, okay? <laughs> See, we get it twisted sometimes when people say God can use who he choose. He can. But whoever God choose to use, God don't choose to use people to come to you to give a word to bless your life outside of God's word. And what I mean by that. When God can use who he choose, that means you don't have to be famous and profound and well-known. But the book in James 1, it says that when people tempted to do wrong, God don't tempt them. So if somebody come to you in the wrong way and they're lying and manipulating and they're manipulating and they're deceiving. See, God don't send people like that. God sent people to bear witness of his truth. And he can do he can choose anybody he choose to bear witness of his truth. So let's get that. Let's get that level of understanding. If there is a donkey who can come to you in truth of God way, he can use it. So if God, if somebody is bringing you truth, see, don't get caught up in people, but get caught up in the truth. So when God is bringing people, truth comes. Truth can come from a rapper. That's what I mean. If it's the truth. And one thing about the truth, we can all bear witness to the truth. I, I ran across something and I got to go. Uh, a young a young rapper said, and I said, wow. He said, be mindful how you treat your woman. 
I, I put it on my Facebook page. He said, because that same woman you, you, you know, you want to talk about and you want to call names. That's that same woman, though, that had your daughters. And when she, your daughters see how, how, how you treat her, you raising up. The same very thing you speaking into existence. Be careful how you, I'm paraphrasing, how you treat your woman. He spoke some truth. Because we all know children do watch what their mothers do. And the, and the man who is the dad, how you going to have a daughter from a woman and then you don't have anything good to say about that woman. And I say it vice versa because I tell women that all the time. If you laid and played and you made a baby, don't be don't don't dog out your baby daddy. And if you in the household of faith, you sure shouldn't do it, because when I wasn't in the household of faith and in the streets, I didn't do it. If they were decent enough for you to lay and play and make a baby, then take whatever decent that you have from that relationship and impart that. If you can't impart anything else, but I, I, I really have a low amount of respect for parents who sit around and dog out the other parent over their children. And I have a low respect, and I'm just keeping it 1,000, for grown-ups who sit around and dog out parents to grown children. I don't care who it is. It, 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 just, it just should not be. It just should not be. Okay, you might not like the parent. You may not like your baby daddy. And your baby daddy might not like his baby mama. But I think it's two sad parents. To t intentionally, on purpose... Because when you talk about somebody negative around their own seed, that's on purpose. That's on purpose. And what is your purpose? What is your purpose to break down a baby daddy or a baby mama? What is your purpose then to destroy your own seed? Because that's what you're doing. You're teaching them negative habits. You're teaching them ways to, 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 to judge, to judge, to judge men or women. Based on the type of relationship, because they daddy broke your heart. Or they, they, they baby mama broke your heart. Now, that's a whole nother series. I'm telling you, that thing could get deep. But anyway, may the blessings of the Lord flow, flow, flow down from heaven. Meet all of your needs. Stay encouraged. Still keep holding on. And some of your good wants and even the things your heart desire. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper. Peace out. Have a terrific Tuesday. God bless. Amen.